Welcome to my podcast. I'm Libby Rothschild of Business Branding and Building. I'm a registered dietitian certified personal trainer. I've been a certified personal trainer for over 10 years. And as a registered dietitian, I manage nine streams of income. I am here to help you position yourself as an expert among your niche, make a lasting impact, and manage multiple streams of income as well. Join us, join me and our guests, and get inspired. Hello and welcome. I'm here tonight with Kate from Dietitian Connection. And we have chatted before, so it's lovely to have her back and and connect and talk all about Dietitian Connection and what they do. So you want to let us know where you're based? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm based in Brisbane, Australia. Um, I do a fair bit of traveling, but uh, Brisbane is home. That's great. Excellent. And how long have you been a dietitian for? So about two years now, it's gone incredibly fast. (laughs) That's for sure. Me too. And then, and then how you and I connected being that you're in Brisbane and I'm in New York city. How does that happen? Right? Yeah. Uh, So my recollection of it was that we originally connected over Instagram um, and we uh, shared you as part of our Friday follow feature. And um, then I was just so in awe of the content and um, your communication skills. Um, so we then kind of collaborated on a webinar that you presented um, about building your Instagram because you had done such a fantastic job at it. Thank you. And um, I guess the rest is history now. <laughs> yeah, the, the rest is history. I, uh, I love you guys. I love Dietitian Connection. I love what you do. And I am so excited to share with the audience and, and let them learn more about your resources um, in Australia, which is important. And I do have a decent amount of Australian dietitians that I connect with on the platform of Instagram. But I will say uh, the rumor is true. Australians are so nice. I've done webinars with other people. They've all been great, but you've definitely, you're just so kind. So it's always a pleasure to connect and work with you. So um, just wanted to make sure that I said that. So thanks so much, Libby. We love you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And we really love you as well. And I love, um, I love that you collaborate with dietitians. And I think you are a true leader in the space of helping dietitians build their business and their brand. So, so great to be with you today. Thank you. Likewise. So tell us what you do as a dietitian or your role in under three minutes. Sure. So um, I'm not really, I'm not in a clinical role as such. I'm um, the marketing and communications director at Dietitian Connection. So um, what I really do is um, I manage projects, um, I manage a few of the staff and um, our overall vision is to inspire and empower dietitians to realise their professional dreams. And so we do that with uh, a number of um, resources such as podcasts, webinars, e-newsletter, a digital magazine, and we also have an annual event. And so really I wear a few hats in that um, I manage uh, 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 quite a few of those projects um, under the guidance of our uh, director and founder, Marie. So, yeah, it's quite a varied role. And I did get to meet Marie at Fancy last year, which was wonderful when I... um 
just pitched myself to her and said, I want to work with you. And she was like, uh, <laughs> we talked for a while, but it's nice because I got to meet her and hopefully I'll get to meet you this year at Fancy. But your job is definitely a dream job, at least for me. I think that sounds like an incredible opportunity to learn so much about what dietitians do and how we connect together. And I'm sure all about uh, dietitians in Australia. So that's good. Yeah, totally. And um, I think really, um, you know, I started obviously clinically and um, I was obviously trained that way, but I think I, I found that my strengths were really more in the kind of creative side, um, working uh, working with people on projects rather than one-on-one -on -one with clients and also collaborating with dietitians. So it is a dream job and it doesn't feel like work because I'm playing to my strengths. I love it. And yeah. basically, I, I just wish you lived here so we could hang out because you sound like you're saying things that I can relate with. I also like projects and, and everything that you're interested in and that you're actually doing. So it's really amazing to, to be in your role. Um, okay. So you manage projects and you collaborate with dietitians. And do you have, um, do you work are there international American dietitians that associate with you or is it predominantly Australian dietitians? Yeah, we have a, we have a small, um, it would be a few hundred from the US who are subscribed to our newsletter and who do engage with us. We probably have more on our social media channels, um, but, you know, that's certainly an area that we're hoping to grow. Great. Excellent. Yeah. So tell us about a typical day or two different typical days. Yeah, sure. Well, there is not really a typical day. It's sort of different every day. Um, but, you know, in a nutshell, there'll be days where um, we're in the office where I'm, where I'm at standing at the moment. Um, and uh, we would be doing, for example, like a podcast interview or webinar um, uh, Truth be told, that is actually work to us, <laughs> which is yeah. really cool. Uh, or we might have a meeting with someone that we're collaborating with or perhaps a food brand that we're working with. Um, and then uh, so I'd be working on the other projects like our online magazine, uh, our newsletter, and uh, we usually sort of midway through the day, we'll, we'll actually take quite a bit of time out to have uh, a good lunch and actually rest and often go for a, a walk because we... We work in a beautiful office park. There's lots of green space. Oh, so man. We try, and, um, yeah, we try and stay as healthy as possible and also, um, you know, keep ourselves sane in the process because it can get a bit crazy with, um, you know, projects and deadlines and whatnot. Sure. Um, yeah, and then other days we might be travelling. So we travel, like, interstate, so to Melbourne or Sydney, which are some of the major cities here in Australia. Uh, to um, maybe, for example, run a little event or catch up with colleagues, or we might even be at an event. So we we go to a lot of professional development events, and um, I'm so lucky that that is actually considered part of work. And, uh, yeah, Marie believes that those sorts of events are so important for growth and for moving us forward. So uh, an example of the types of events that we might go to are uh, like uh, business chicks type events where they usually have a, a high profile speaker and we do a lot of networking um, or we might go to like a local startup event. So um, here in Brisbane, they've got a really good startup culture. So there's lots of those opportunities where we can learn from business leaders or tech leaders. 
or it might even just be like a catch up with a colleague that we haven't seen in a while, which we believe is so important. Um, like relationships are the cornerstone to success. So that's I, sort of, yeah, the day in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. Everything you're saying is my dream. So to have professional development be integrated with the role that you play and to have your boss, you know, the founder really advocate for that and relationship building is just uh, really great. So I yeah. love all that. You said something about Biz Chicks. Is that an organization association? What, what is that? Yeah, it's a it's an organization. They're actually there's one based in the US as well. It's huge here in Australia. Okay. Um, basically founded by um, a woman who wants to support women in business. So uh, they they've got quite a few programs, but really their overall kind of. Um, offerings are the the meetups, which can have up to a thousand people in them. So, for example, recently they had Kate Hudson as a speaker, um, or they'll have some other high profile Australian if it's here in Australia. Um, and the whole kind of premise of it is to um, get together with other women in business. There are actually still males there, I should say, okay. um, which is great. Yeah. And uh, network and hear inspiring stories and get tools and tips to push your business forward. Um, they do a magazine as well, which is um, fabulous. So yeah. If I'm, if I'm getting this correct, is this Natalie Ekdal? Is that no? Is that a different No, it's, yeah, that might be a different one. It's Emma Isaacs. She's the okay. founder and she's actually based in the U.S. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to to write down exactly the, how you spell that because I listened to a podcast called Biz Chicks and the founder okay. of Emily Ekdal, but, it, but it's, it's American and I don't know if they have organizations internationally, um, but if there's some, some new resource, uh, I want to check that out. That sounds really great. I love that. Yeah, totally. I'll link you to it. Um, I think they're, they're a fantastic resource. Yeah. And when you say lunch break, when you say team, how big, is this a big team, small team? Is this? Yeah. So our major team is Maria and myself, but we do have um, like our, an, um, our magazine editor, Laura, who uh, doesn't work in our office, but often comes to visit us. Um, and then we have um, a few other team members who just do a, a few bits and pieces to help us out. That sounds incredible. Very nice. <laughs> but we really want to grow our team. That's the dream. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right. And how has your job description evolved since you started your role with Dietitian Connection? Yeah, sure. So I started a part-time and I was working part-time in private practice as well. Um, and I would say when I first started, I was doing quite routine-based tasks. Um, and now I'm sort of, I've sort of evolved into a more aut autonomous role where I can really drive strategy. Um, I can drive uh, our creativity, our vision, and also like our new projects, our new offerings that we want to start and also, you know, help try and grow our audience. Um, and of course, problem solving is a huge part of my role now as well. That's great. Yeah. Very dynamic. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And it's nice to, to evolve from part to full time and, and just get the different experience too. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. All right. So tell us about your elevator pitch. Sure. I think I have actually already mentioned it, but um, I'll say it again. Sure. So. At Dietitian Connection, we inspire and empower dietitians with um, business, leadership, and clinical resources. And uh, those are our ease newsletter, 
webinars, podcasts, our digital magazine, and also our annual event. Um, and a lot of what we do is actually free for dietitians because we do we understand the struggle, um, you know, in being a clinician. And um, yeah, that's basically what we kind of wake up to every morning. And that really, that's our why and what drives us every day. I love that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So when you say um, resources, I know we've talked about this before, which is what I love about what you do. It is a combination of clinical and business. Is that correct? As you've explained based on your typical day. So would you say it's 50-50, 60-40? Like what's the split? Because I know so much out there for dietitians is so heavily clinically focused. Hmm. We're probably 20-80, 20 clinical, 80 more business leadership. And that's sort of come from where we really want to drive change. Yeah. I love it. Sorry. So we really want to help dietitians be better at business and be better leaders. And that's sort of, yeah, what really drives our projects. I think that's incredible. That's just amazing. And that's so unique. Uh, Very much unique. I think uh, Marie's going to, I'm going to have to ask her for a job. You should. We would love to have you on the team. team. (laughs) So so your focus on Instagram, um, in closing, again, it's a little bit of a a repeat with the elevator pitch, but um, you want to sum that up? Yeah, sure. So, you know, our Instagram, it can be serious, but we try or, I mean, I run that. So I try and um, weave a lot of humor into it and lighthearted jokes. So often every third post that I do is something that I've shared. And it's usually a joke that is quite often like an inside joke to dietitians. And I think that's really important for kind of, we live, we live quite stressful lives. And I think it's quite important to have a laugh and just pause for a moment and, um, yeah, think about the good things in our life. So, um, I mean, that's one part of it. And then the other part of it is um, content around growing your business, uh, being a better leader, and then also some clinical content in there as well. But all driving back to the major focus of um, inspiring and empowering dietitians. Amazing. I love it. But, you know, it's still a work in progress. I find um, I find your Instagram uh, like a, a great, great way to get inspiration from. Um, and I'm still sort of developing our um, a kind of strategy or perfect formula, I suppose. Sure. It's a work in progress. Yeah. And, and it, I, it's been a, a work in progress for me as well. As you can see through my feed, I've, I've done a lot of changes. I've tried video. I've tried posts. Now I'm trying uh, infographic style. And I'm all, all, just like how you, you know, analyze what works for your audience. I try to base on um, engagement and whatever people share the most, like the most, engage with the most, that's going to tell me to recreate more of that content. And I'm not afraid to change it. But in fact, there's, you know, a lot of changes. And it's all about, like you said, trying to find that formula. And it's, it's just gonna, it's, that's business. So sometimes it's frustrating. And sometimes it's fun. And it's good to think about that because the perfect formula, I would argue doesn't exist. So it's all about modifying and seeing, yeah, but it's great that you're able to reflect humor and and also make sure that you're honing in on leadership skills. It's really a nice way to unite us all. So that's great. Oh, thanks, Libby. <laughs> so walk us through a failure in your business or brand. Yeah, sure. So 
perfectionism is probably maybe the biggest failure that was almost kind of pulling us back or keeping us back for a while. Um, I think from my conversations with dietitians, perfectionism is quite common in our profession. Um, I was certainly perfectionist for, for some of my life and when I first, you know, came into the workforce and um, Maria, Maria and I often share stories and, and she reckons that she was a perfectionist as well for a while. Um, so that, I think in a way that does hold you back and it certainly held us back. But once you can let go of that and just know that, Sometimes, you know, done is better than perfect and that um, it's important to swim in your own lane, not compare yourself to someone else because um, that can often um, be one of the kind of symptoms of too much perfectionism and instead much better to focus on the bigger picture, um, what you're trying to achieve and just like let your ideas flow and test things. They don't have to be perfect at the start. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, and then that that also resonated with me with what I was just explaining with my <laughs> content posting strategy, you know, not trying to be perfect and just thinking what can be more valuable and, and more shareable and, and more engaging with your audience. And I, I definitely agree in, in America, that's true as well. A lot of us suffer uh, from perfectionism. And I, uh, I love that that done is uh, better than perfect, because we're only holding ourselves back if we let perfectionism um be a barrier for us to succeed in our business, uh, which, you know, it's, it's a struggle. Um, and it's something that I've tried to let go of and I still struggle with it, but I think I've gotten a lot better. Um, but Definitely. Yeah, it's very specific to our profession. That's for sure. That, and, and a lot of dietitians I work with, um, and I suffer with this as well, um, have a lot of ideas and try to do too many things at one time. So I think that's also, I guess, focus. I, I think a lot of us want to do 12 things, in, 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 like I said, including myself. Yeah. So every time I see success in my business or brand or even Instagram, it's when I try to narrow the focus. And, and that, that's totally. all. Yeah, I think it's important to kind of go back to your overall vision, look at the activities that you're doing or the projects that you're doing and also what you want to do and just think, am I doing too much? Do I need to drop back on this? Can I achieve my goal without doing all of these activities? And and we actually often do that here um, with our team. We we actually look at the bigger picture and what we're doing and think, do we need, do we need to stop doing something here so that we can really focus our energy on um, what we really want to do or a project that's really going to help us achieve our goals. Yeah. And that's easier said than done because I also struggle with that too. And I think that also feeds into the whole balance conversation, which is relative, you know, for the person uh, because I am definitely queen of doing too much and probably needing to cut back. So uh, to share a personal experience, I just dropped, well, one of my jobs, I'm cutting back my hours and I'm, it's hard. I've been saying I'll do that forever. Like it's, you know, it's just, it's so hard for me to give up and let go again, perfectionism tendencies, like all kinds of issues. Um, I love making money and adding value. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, you can't achieve B if you're focused on A. So you have to make sure you're, like you said, going back to your vision and thinking about the long term. So that's when it really helps to know, all right, what's my six month goal? What's my one year goal? Like, where do I want to be down the line? And how does spending my time in this capacity benefit for the long run? So if you're not thinking about that, it's really going to only um, be, a, you know, 
deleterious for your for yourself and your business. And I speak from personal experience because I finally let go and it took me so long to do that. And, and the only person, and, and again, that's my hangups, you know, we all have them. Yeah, and it's so liberating when you can let go, but you still know that you're working towards your goal. Yeah. But like you said, definitely easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that the thing is just to be self-aware. Like when you said at the beginning, when we started talking, you, you know, you play up on your strengths and, and that's what's important is to, to be self-aware of these types of things and, and try to work towards them. And um, I think having conversations about them can be great too. Totally. All right. So um, walk us through a success or a small win. Yeah. So, um, well, we've been podcasting for about two years now and um, we recently got accepted to present at um, FINCE. Well, I think you say FNCE. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, this year um, at a podcasting workshop and we're doing it with um, one of our great friends and colleagues, Melissa Joy Dobbins. Um, so, yeah, that was probably uh, a really nice way to, in a way, kind of celebrate our success and also know that we're on the right track with podcasting. I can't wait to go. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah congratulations. So, yeah, I was aware of that and I'm, I'm really happy for you. And since, since I podcast, I have a lot to learn. So I can't wait to, to hear more about that. That's, that's incredible. Congratulations. I think you're doing a fantastic job with your podcast. Um, I would love to have you there. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds great. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> and if anyone else um, listening to this podcast, if you are going to FinCE this year and you would like to learn more about podcasting or even just know, just kind of get a sense of what it's all about, then we'd love to have you there as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll make sure to, to put that in my stories, let people know. Maybe I'll title this podcast, um, learn more about podcasting at Fancy 2008. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, yeah. Libby. <laughs> so what is your favorite resource or book for professional development? I'm going to put a bit of a spanner in the works here. Um, it's not so much a book or resource for this first point. I think um, really what I learned the most from is talking to other dietitians. And um, yeah, so f- and you might be able to resonate with this, Libby. Um, I'm so fortunate enough to be able to connect with so many through like the podcasts that we do and also um, our webinars. And honestly, I learn the most from having conversations with them, hearing about their story. Um, yeah, like, like what we talked about earlier, successes, um, maybe failures. And I find that that really helps me grow as a nutrition leader. Um, if I do have to mention um, a book or resource, I'd probably say the Academy's Food and Nutrition magazine is also um, another one. And um, I love staying abreast of food trends and keeping up with what's going on in the U.S., Great. I love it. And I have to say that uh, make sure for those of you listening to check out Dietitian Connections, two podcasts, right? You have two? Yeah, we do. We have a journal club and then um, our main one, which is more about inspiration and, and hearing stories. Yeah. So I love both of them, but I'm, I'm obviously drawn to stories and inspiration, although they're yeah. both very important. So make sure to check that out because as I've said, connecting with other dietitians is tremendously important. You can find someone in your specialty, someone who can, you can collaborate with, who can compliment you, and it's just a great resource. So yeah. definitely make sure to check out Dietitian Connections podcast. And Thanks get fired. So, <laughs> so what is your favorite food trend? 
Mm, my favorite food trend is weekend brunching. I do it every single weekend um, and uh, it's just a great way. I usually do it with one of my best friends and it's a great way for us to catch up and celebrate what we really love, which is food. Yeah. And we usually do a bit of exercise with it as well. So yeah. Amazing. Weekend brunching, lunch breaks out in Australia <laughs> and all the greenery. I got to move. I got to get out. Yeah. Of well, I got to say like food is a big part of my life, even though I'm not practicing clinical, it's still like, you know, I love um, brunching and street food. So it's definitely yeah, a huge part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it's really fun. It is. It's a great way to catch up with friends. It's I, I agree. Brunch brunch is very, very fun here too and super popular. Yeah, I'm really excited when I go over to the US to check out the brunch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I hope we can brunch. We should in New yes. York. Maybe we can do what if we do an American um dietitian meetup and we, we do a little brunch thing and maybe we I can would- ask I would love that. Okay. So, oh, so we can, yeah, we, that would be nice. I can try to organize. I'm doing my first meetup uh, in next month, which again, you know, it's tough because I put it a poll in my stories. I wasn't sure the day or time it's, a, it's in July. I, you know, you can never please everyone. So I know some people are traveling, some people can't make it, but I've, I've been saying it for a while. I just had to do it. So my, I'd like to have semi-regular meetups, but I think that having, you know, you come and visit, if we can work it out, would be a perfect way to make uh, connections. So I totally love that. And I, I should say as well, I think meeting, I think meeting up with other dietitians face to face is just the most powerful thing ever. It's yeah, there's a magic to it that you don't always get. I mean, it's still magical connecting online. Um, but there's a there's a true magic to meeting up in person that I think is just so important for growth. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I, I realize that sometimes it can be easier just to connect on social, which is important. And it's really wonderful through, you know, dietitian connection on Facebook or through your, you know, groups or through Instagram, but really nothing is can compare to the in-person networking. So I recommend planning quarter, at least once or twice a quarter, if not more, I think you should allocate a time and financial budget for a network. I mean, I'm all about it. Like I go hard. I've got, I've got, I've got a lineup because I, I benefit so much from meeting people and connecting them because the rule of thumb is that when you meet someone, you should try to add value to them. And that's really what helps you with networking. So I think it's really, really important to do in person. I will, any chance I have, I will. This is as, as good as, this is as close as we can get in this video. So I can see when I'm talking to you and this is not our first conversation. So it's, it's nice. But once you meet someone in person, like that's something you'll never forget. And it's just really incredibly important. So. Yeah, totally. And I noticed you had an infographic on that on your Instagram recently as well, which um, was fantastic. And I think even for introverts, networking can sometimes make you shudder a bit. But um, if you if you make it work for you and you see that, like you mentioned, it's about adding value to someone else, um, it can really make it work for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And just finding, finding out uh, where you can start, where you're comfortable starting. Cause it's, you know, it's not fair of me to tell everybody what they have to do. You're going to have to figure out uh, which form is best. Is it writing? Is it voice? Is it in person? And then pace yourself because we we're all completely different. We all have different thresholds and we all need regrouping at different points. So I do hesitate to, I mean, I, I recommend getting out there often, but how you go about it you know you want to make sure that you're comfortable with that so yeah 
Totally. But thank you for acknowledging the infographic. I made that on my own and I'm thinking of outsourcing them actually because... Oh, yeah. I love them. I, I love infographics as well. So thanks. when I saw you were doing that, I thought, oh, it's such a great idea. Thanks. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. All right. What is your least favorite food trend? Yeah, probably charcoal. Uh, we have a lot of charcoal products here, like charcoal burgers and charcoal toothpaste. Yes. I don't, it's not evidence-based from my understanding. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And I agree with you. I'm not into the charcoal, everyone. I don't want your charcoal water. Not into it. <laughs> yeah, no charcoal at brunch for us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Look, sometimes I will just to check it out, but it's definitely not for a health reason. It would just be to see how they've made something taste good. Like yeah. It's just, it. yeah, so interesting. <laughs> yeah. If you could go back one to five years from now, what advice would you give your younger self? Yeah, so it would probably be going back to sort of my university days. Um, and I'd probably say to myself to not rush things and just like enjoy studying, enjoy meeting people and enjoy the journey along the way because we have so much time. We're going to be working until we're at least in our 70s or 80s, we've got, you know, a 60-year career. Um, there's so much time to experience different areas of dietetics, um, build your relationships and, um, and, and enjoy, enjoy the journey and decide, you know, where, what your calling is and ultimately where you want to go. I love it. Yeah. I love that. That's great. All right. What do you think about the future of dietetics uh, and or food and nutrition? Yeah, so I certainly I'm not an expert on this area, and uh, I would welcome anyone's actual um, anyone's comments or suggestions around my uh, my views. Uh, I think that um, we're gonna we're gonna be in a world in the future where personalized nutrition is more important than ever, and, and I'm already seeing signs of that. You know, personalized <laughs> nutrition popping up. So you know, um, working on the scientific fields of nutrigenetics and nutrigenomics. Um, I think we'll probably be, be able to know more about them and, and also even the microbiome and um, be able to apply, hopefully, evidence-based strategies along those fields um, to improve someone's health and well-being. And, and I also wonder if, you know, we'll, we'll move into a world where clinicians are kind of in, it's the sort of like an Uber type version of them where their clients will be able to rate them, be able to rate their behavior and, and whether they were able to help this person or not. And so it'll probably leave health professionals to be like even more so accountable in the, in the public eye. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really just crazy with technology and everything what what's going to happen in the next five or ten years it's exciting and it's also just yeah. so mind-blowing to yeah, yeah i agree with you about all the personalization uh, and and i think our role will might change as well you know with using all of all of the technology that's popping up we there will be probably more online consults and sure. more ability to treat people maybe even with vr like virtual reality there'll yeah. be more ability to be in a room with someone when you're not actually physically in the same country and, and, and treat them and almost feel like you're with them, but you're not. Yeah, well, I'm into that. I'm all about that. <laughs> so bring on the VR and I'll test it out. I think that yeah. is so cool and I can't wait. And that's my dream job is to do something collaborating with technology and, and health and um, really, really cool.
until then, I'll just talk about it. So <laughs> will robots take over the world in lieu of this technology conversation and, and compete for our, our jobs? Hmm, I don't think they will. I think they will make our jobs easier. And I think they will take care of the things, the routine type tasks that maybe we're spending too much time on at the moment. I think they'll do um, they'll do those jobs and we'll move into a more higher level of practicing, um, you know, the uh, problem solving and, um, and working with people in a way that robots won't be able to replicate. And so it'll really leave us more time to focus on that higher level, um, high level practice and um, complex thinking and problem solving. Yeah, I love it. That's, that sounds good. Sounds great. I'd, I'd love to do less of the uh, l- lower level tasks and more of the higher level thinking. Essentially, that's tapping into our genius zone, but we can get ahead on that now if we start to delegate tasks. So totally. if we start to automate our life and find ways uh, to really make sure that we're allocating our time and energy appropriately, we can get a jump start in what you're saying. Um, totally. I have one question for you before we, we wrap up here. Being that you're so into business and professional development, and I love that about you and Dietitian Connection, do you have, um, and I might not know who this person is, but like, do you have a, a man or a woman or a person, a speaker who you admire or look up to or anything like that who you just you know, think is a breath of fresh air? Yeah, I totally, I have a lot, I have a long list, um, all within their own little niche areas. Um, In terms of kind of the business side, um, Pat Flynn, who is- I love Pat Flynn. Yeah, I learned a lot from him. I learned how to do my podcast from him and um, he talks a lot about um, so his business is smart passive income. Yep. Um, I don't know if it's fully passive. I don't think yep. anything. I don't know if anything can be fully passive. But he talks a lot about how to um, similar to what you do, Libby. Uh, manage multiple income streams and work with technology to um, and and work within your niche to bring income in and really take advantage of all the innovation in this tech era. So yep. yeah, I learn a lot from him, and, and I really I look up look up uh, to him. Um, but I must say there are a lot of dietitians that uh, inspire me that, nice. and that really, yeah, have shaped, um, I guess, shaped who I am. And that's great. And being able to talk to them for your line of work is, is really incredible because it's, uh, it's inspiring and it, and it helps what you do in the bottom line of, of your of dietitian connection. So just to piggyback off Pat Flynn, I like Pat Flynn a lot. Um, I actually kind of I do watch his, I listen to his episodes that he's a podcaster. Um, I need to go back and listen to all of them, but I love, love John Lee Dumas. Do you know who he is? He has entrepreneur. So he, he's also, um, he, his name is John Lee Dumas and his podcast is entrepreneur on fire. And for, for years now he did just recently stop it, but he interviews one entrepreneur per day and he actually inspired this podcast. So, yeah, yeah, he finds a new entrepreneur and asks them a series of questions and he keeps it really fast. He's an amazing speaker. He keeps it moving and he he creates multiple streams of revenue. Um, He's a multi six figure per month earner. 
um, from having products, membership service. I was thinking about purchasing his course to help me learn more about podcasting, but I'm also going to check out Pathlin too. I like them both, but I like, I love John Lee Dumas. So he just recently shifted to like a Q&A podcast format instead of in- interviewing entrepreneurs because I think after a certain um, <laughs> after, you know, however many hundreds of entrepreneurs, I get, again, you know, just like what you and I said earlier, you adjust to the demands of the audience and apparently either he had a different vision and direction or his audience was demanding something different and he modified it and he has a great content library. So check him out. And totally, I will. Yeah, I my home- gonna- Sorry, you go, Libby. Uh, my homework will be to, to uh, keep up a little more with Pat Flynn because I do like him, but I don't listen to every podcast. So, and I should, it's just, it's just a matter of me being a little more aware. So I'm going to go check him out too. Yeah. I think with um, a lot of these amazing entrepreneurs and leaders in the entrepreneur space, it can be a bit overwhelming when you first start listening to them. If they're talking on topics that it might be, I mean, I certainly felt like this two years ago. If they're, they're talking on topics that are a bit, bit um, too advanced for where you want to start. Um, so, but I think just take it in baby steps. And they often do have resources like blogs that they wrote years ago on um, on where to start with in yeah. terms of being a better entrepreneur and 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 managing streams of income. Um, so there are loads of resources. There's Facebook groups as well for a lot of these um, entrepreneurs for their channels. Um, start small and don't be overwhelmed by maybe the, the level of complexity or the terms that they're using. Anyone, anyone can master it. I'm really glad you said that because now I'm wondering if there is a beginner type of podcast. And of course, you could go back to the first episodes of Pat Flynn, the first episodes of John Lee Dumas. But I wonder if there's like a very beginner because there's so many podcasts that are so similar in the niche of marketing and business Mm -hmm. and branding for the general population like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas. But I wonder if there's, I mean... I'm, I'm just curious. I'll have to look as well and see if there's like a very introductory because you, a podcast, you have a great point. Those terms can be overwhelming. And the goal is not to discourage those of you who are new in your business endeavors. It's to, to decrease overwhelm and make you feel confident. So you're just going to have to fill mm. in the gaps. And, and like you said, read those blogs and take your time. You don't have to crash course, listen to all the podcasts in one week. You can pace yourself. Yeah. And if you're not sure what if you're not sure what ROI means in this context or you're not sure about um, what a feed is for a podcast, just Google it. Google the word and see if you can find a blog post that describes it. Yeah, and I I also have done that myself. I've said things and then realized that I wasn't using language that related and I needed to go back and reframe. And so I'm glad you're saying that because it is important to meet your audience at their level and, and understand how they perceive the information and make sure that you're explaining yourself because you don't want to lose your audience. That's the opposite of your goal. You want to try to meet them halfway and engage with them. So, yeah, I was just going to say before social media marketing world, um, Gary Saltzner, I think uh-huh. that's his name. He's okay. got a podcast. Okay. His, his, the level at which he kind of presents information, I would say is, is not too advanced. It's, it's very, it's very user friendly and very friendly to those who are kind of more, you know, trying to embrace this area. 
Well, I think you and I are going to have to put together a list. And we're yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe a resources list. Yeah, this yeah. this has been so amazing. As always, I would like, you know, enjoy talking to you. I look forward to to meeting you at, at Fenty and hopefully doing a, a meetup in New York City. So um, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any other final words or thoughts to wrap up our conversation today? Oh, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your show, Libby. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I almost feel like we know each other so well now. That's, that's a um, thing. Very nice. Yeah. And thank you so much um, to you listening um, today. Really appreciate your time and I hope you've learned something. Yes. And make sure to check out Dietitian Connections, two podcasts, Journal Club and the Stories and Inspirational Podcasts. And I do feel like I know you too. And pretty soon it'll be in real life. So thank you so much for your time, Kate. Thanks, Libby. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining today. If you too are interested in positioning yourself as an expert among your niche, building a lasting impact and possibly managing multiple streams of income, feel free to apply for one-on-one coaching. I help both exercise and nutrition professionals. You can apply on my Instagram link in my bio at Libby Rothschild or check out my website, LibbyRothschild.com or send me an email. Say hello. I'd love to meet you. 